Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. get it wrong if you keep your mouth shut in a tragedy you know in a, in a crisis kind of situation just to be there and let them and make sure they have what they need you know if they if they need water if you know it just to just to be there with them just to, to to be to be loving toward them in that situation and at the end of it quite often you knew just the right thing to say pastor i just thank you so much for being here and i'm sitting there thinking yeah i kept my mouth shut i didn't say anything Have you ever been in one of those situations where you felt you needed to think of something to say? Whether it's a time of despair, grief, anger, or otherwise. Sometimes, some of the best support we can provide for those who suffer is to say nothing at all. As Pastor Robert will teach you in his message today, loving others can sometimes come in the form of simply listening. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 8 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Right around Christmas time, it was Christmas week actually, and this airplane went down and government cut, 19 people, 23 people were killed. I don't remember the exact number, but... It was devastating to these families, and they weren't getting information, and they were all gathered together in one place, and and I was there, and I didn't know anything, and nobody was telling me anything, and they're hearing things from the news media, and they're coming to me, and, and you know, is this true? I don't know. I had one lady ask me, you know, what, what good are you? What are you here for? You don't know anything. She was right. But you know what I find most often? When I'm brought into those situations, I don't have to know anything. I just need to be fully there. And if I just bring the compassion and and the love of Christ into that situation, whether they're Buddhist, Jewish, atheist, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because they're not asking me questions most of the time. They're just crying. And they're talking and they're remembering and, and they're venting their anger. And it, it's, it's interesting to me how often at the end of several hours, I, I had a situation this past week that from nine, roughly 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., I was just sitting with this man, listening. I asked him a couple of questions to get him started talking. And, you know, and, and then he just talked. He talked. And so often at the end of of those situations, what I hear is just an abundance of of thanks. Thank you so much. You helped me so much. And you know what I found? I'm most helpful when I don't do anything. 
in those situations. When I don't say anything. It's hard to get it wrong if you keep your mouth shut in a tragedy, you know, in a, in a crisis kind of situation. Just to be there and let them and make sure they have what they need, you know, if they, if they need water, if, you know, just to, just to be there with them, just to, 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 be, to be loving toward them in that situation. And at the end of it, quite often, you knew just the right thing to say, Pastor, I just thank you so much for being here. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. Because it's not knowledge that matters in those times. And those of you who've been there, you know that. It's, it's not, you know, the people who tried to offer you platitudes, they tried to say things to make it better, they usually end up doing more harm than good, don't they? When you're in the middle of a crisis, when you're in the middle of a loss and you're dealing with some tragedy, like, you know, you, people say stuff and you just, you just wish they'd, oh, please go away. Because the things they're saying, they don't, they don't help. Sometimes they even hurt. Sometimes they're offensive, well-meaning, but offensive. But the person that just sits there and as soon as you think you need something, they're working on it, and and they are living love to you. That's constructive. That's constructive. You know, Proverbs talks about the fact, faithful are the wounds of a friend. What does that mean? Somebody, I, I know they love me. I know they care about me. I know they're committed to me, and they come and speak into my life, even if it hurts. Even if initially I get angry, later I go back to them. I had a, an assistant pastor years ago. Boy, he chewed me out. Just chewed me out about something. And I, I couldn't even at the time, I was like, thanks, but I don't see it. I appreciate you talking to me about this, but I, I disagree with you. And... It was concerning my marriage, actually. It was concerning my relationship with, with my wife. And several months went by, you know, and I was still processing it, you know, and I, I said something to her, and, you know, I still I just can't believe he said that. You know, isn't that crazy? And she just looked at me. And I realized she agreed with him. And I, and I, I said, you think he's right? You think he's right. And she said something like, well, he's not entirely wrong. And we had a very constructive conversation. And later I was able to say to him, you know what? I was completely blind to it at the time, but you were right. You were right. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Somebody that comes comes in love. Their concern is for me. That's constructive. They're not coming just because they know something I don't know and they want to prove it. You know, they want to demonstrate it. We see that too often in the church. There's, it's not, it's just, uh, you know, I need to prove to you that I'm spiritual. So I'm going to confront your lack of spirituality. You're, you know, I'm a mature believer. And so I'm going to demonstrate that by exposing your immaturity. No, that tears down. That's just pride. That's just somebody who's all puffed up with everything they know, wanting to show the world what a super Christian they are. What Paul is talking about here is someone who, well, they understand that the Bible nowhere condemns the, the, the drinking of, you know, a glass of wine with a meal. If you want to have a glass of wine with a plate of pasta, 
The Bible doesn't condemn that. Condemns drunkenness consistently. If you drink to the point you're getting a buzz, well, now you've crossed the line. Now you're, you're, you're living imperfectly. Or to word it biblically, now you're in sin. Because you've crossed the line of God's ideal. But to have one glass of wine, to have one beer with a, with a slice of pizza, you know, man, so, you know, just nothing better than a cold beer with a slice of pepperoni pizza. To have one, the Bible doesn't condemn it. Two or three, you start feeling it, okay, well, now you're in sin. Now you've crossed the line. Paul says, you know, we, we all, we all, we understand, there's some things we just understand. You know, we, we have knowledge. We all have knowledge. Big deal. When your knowledge interferes with a brother's relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, even though that one glass of wine is not sin in and of itself, it has become sin if it negatively affects a brother. And did you notice that the, the way Paul states it here, he's, he's not even talking about somebody who, you know, they're, they're, they struggle with alcoholism and they're on the wagon and you cause them to just fall off and shipwreck. It's, it's not even that extreme. It's more subtle than that. He says, you know, you understand that eating that piece of meat is just meat. So... You, because of your knowledge that it's irrelevant, you're, you're sitting in an idol's temple eating it. And now your brother, who he grew up going to that temple, and it's, there's a significant emotional you know, barrier there. For him. And so for, for him to eat that same piece of meat w- would be a violation of his conscience. It, it's something he's just not able to do it without violating his own peace. His own conscience. It's, it's going to present for him a difficulty in his relationship with Jesus Christ. He'll, he'll, if, if he thinks, you know, he's doing it. I mean, the pastor's eating it. I should be able to eat it. And so now he goes and he buys, you know, and he eats. And, and, and that night, you know, he's having his conscience is bothering him and he's all wigged out and he tries to pray and he thinks God's mad at him and he, and he wrestles with that. And, and, and he, Jesus said, If you cause one of these little ones who believes in me to stumble, it would be better for you to just tie a millstone around your neck and go jump off a bridge. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again. But in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry, and we we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. 
Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. 